God, it's scary out here and it's so cold. Ow! Oh, all these wolves, like, and look at the moon, it's, it's red. What's going on? It's the super blood wolf moon, Dave. Is that it? That's it. Oh my God. Is that any better <laughs> over there? I think it's, no, it's just a, it's a lady. It's an elderly lady. <laughs> it's an elderly lady at the, the counter. counter in a small <laughs> town. <laughs> And now, a show on the go. We are talking metal in a car, which is made of metal. That's right. We are back, my friends. So great to be with you. The yes, Vinyl Master yes. Shane is here. Hi, Dave. How's How it are going? you, my friend? Good, brother. Diamond Dave, and, everyone. Uh, I get it. I get it. Well, Vinyl Master Shane, it just it doesn't have the ring that Diamond Dave Dave has. We no. got to come up with something. VM Shane. That's I like VM. That. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. yeah. Voicemail Shane. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's anyway, no, I'm kidding. Vinyl Master Shane. <laughs> Welcome in, everybody. Oh my gosh. You know we've got a jam packed show for you here. That theme in that open, of course, can mean one thing: Pearl Jam. Another new song out there, and and this thing is, dude. I love what they're doing. I love the music. What's your yeah, take on this? It's this, upbeat. There's energy. This one is uh, is a garage song. It's I, I love it. I, right, I can tell you right now that it'll be one that I'll be listening to for a while. Yeah. Um, a couple people that that we know uh, weren't really, really into it. Um, I don't know why, really, because it, it has a great little melody in there. Mm -hmm. um, the lyrics are a little morbid, but um, it's just a poppy. Uh, fast fast paced garage song yeah and you were I'm saying, not going to complain about that because right. that, that's what grunge is to me so yeah yeah I mean back to the, the day you know and you were saying it kind of sounds like a breakup right well the, the lyrics kind of um, allude to some kind of uh, a relationship going south so whether or not yeah. it's uh, Eddie and his uh, significant other who knows but I'm sure there's a lot of speculation going on right now with fans yeah yeah because the lyrics were um, were not in the happy department. Um, took her away too soon. Uh, I'm mad at myself. I asked for forgiveness. I'm feeling angry. Get off the scale. Uh, right now I feel a lack of innocence. Searching for reveal. Um, yeah, it gets a little different after that. But yeah, it, she was a stunner, and I'm stunned. I mean, his wife was a model, so wife is a model i shouldn't uh put her in place right. so maybe that yeah i don't know yeah. maybe that's uh, i was a prisoner of keys and cuffs yeah i was feeling fortunate to be locked up um yeah it's uh and the last verse was basically i'm i'm in danger yeah so so yeah it sounds like something pretty uh but i serious going on but i mean musically yeah. there's melody to it and it's a beat and it's yeah you know they uh kind of teased this really really cool um it was on the 13th uh, they instructed people to um, hold their phones up and use the Pearl Jam app and direct their cell phone camera towards the moon, and then that would trigger uh, the teaser clip to play. How cool and, is that? Right? <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. They yeah. just, uh, I love what they do, man. Uh, they they always go all out for whatever it is they're trying to, you know. And you got to, yeah. whether it's their album covers, whatever, their 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 art for their shows, they. They are a fan. If you're a fan of Pearl Jam, you're set, man. Yeah. You're set for life because mm -hmm. you will always have really some really interesting stuff to dig into. I mean, concerts and 
clips that you never hear and, and fan club singles and they just do it the right way. That's what that's what we want. Yeah. You know? They really they, they set the bar in my in my book. Um but Gig Gigaton's coming out uh March twenty seventh. Okay. So we got about a month. Yeah, and we've heard a couple tracks now and I mean I think lyrically, I mean just the dynamic, like the flow of the lyrics and dynamically it's a it's a whole new level of writing, I think, you know, just in terms of the symmetry, but I just feel like Eddie's voice, he, there's something, I mean, there's inspiration there, you know? Yeah. Not that he wasn't inspired before, but, I mean, they were doing a lot of slower stuff, which is fantastic. I mean, fantastic. But I feel like there's maybe a little bit of the old school. This kind of takes me back to the yield, no code era, maybe a little bit, which I actually liked. I mean, it wasn't 10 or anything of verses, but yeah. I always dug that. You it know? And it I feel re like actually reminded me of the track Brain of Jay. I don't know if you remember Yeah, that. I do, yeah. It yeah. kind of, it, it kind of in that, in that department, um... Lately, Pearl Jam has been very um, good with the ballads and the, the slow songs. Incredible. I mean, they're they're one of the best yeah. for that kind. Of, but their their harder edge material is sort of, um, in my book, um, just wasn't wasn't as good as yeah. as some of the other stuff that they used to do. And uh, Lightning Bolt was a was a really cool album, mm -hmm. but um, a lot of people. I, I'm not one of them. I actually like Lightning Bolt better than and than Backspacer, mm. um, but it it uh, it really that one didn't really have a whole lot of slow tracks on it. So um, I thought that was kind of refreshing. This album, just based off the two tracks, the Talking Heads, yep, kind of and the New York sound of this, the, the garage stuff. Um, it's been very, very interesting in that respect. I agree with you, and, and there's so many different styles. And I didn't, you know, the the bass player, the guitarist. Um, I think it was uh, was it Stone and Jeff Ament um, that switched instruments, or uh, where Stone's playing yeah. or uh, Jeff Ament's playing guitar. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, on that. You see it in the video. I mean, I assume what, um, <laughs> the, they did three videos for uh, uh, Dance of the Clairvoyance, and I assume that you know that what you see in the performance video is representative of who's playing, you know, what parts. So Very was cool. it Stone or was it, um, I think, or Mike? Well, Jeff played guitar Jeff is definitely and playing Stone guitar. played yeah. bass. Right, that's what it was, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it was very cool. Unless it was Mike playing, I know I know Jeff was definitely playing guitar, uh, <laughs> but I, I can't remember which one was playing bass. But uh, but still uh, pretty cool. If he plays yeah. guitars, because he plays bass, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not that far off. No, really. they're not. Yeah, that's yeah. great. I didn't yeah. know that. But. Yeah, it's a different style. It kind of reminds me of. Um, there's a song. Uh, it was I think it's Uncle Salty. It's an Aerosmith song. It wasn't a big hit, but it was back I in the love day. That where, song. Yeah, and Tom Toys Hamilton. In the attic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Hamilton. Uh, if memory serves me correctly, this was one of those songs where they traded parts, where Tom really? Hamilton's playing guitar, uh, and he traded off, uh, I, th I believe it was Joe Perry playing bass. Uh, just Man, what my mind's telling me. I know there's a song on there, and, and I read an interview where they said Uncle Salty was a song where they were they were switching things around. I had a clue. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I know that so. Keith uh, Richards does a lot of that on the Stones records. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, when Bill, Bill Wyman was uh, bowing out slowly mm -hmm. through the years... Um, I know that Keith played a lot of bass on, heck, practically everything from Some Girls yeah. on down to <clears throat> Bridges to Babylon and all that stuff. So Yeah, it's pretty wild um, stuff. So that's a long that's a long track then. I mean, that's a long track for yeah. him to be playing, you know. But Keith can do anything, can yeah. he? Oh, yeah, it's phenomenal. <laughs> and I think, um, well, Eddie Van Halen, you know, Sammy Hagar said in his book, too, that, you know, Eddie Van Halen would play bass on 
or maybe it was Gary Shrown. Somebody, um, they both actually said this: that Eddie Van Halen would play bass a little bit on every record, you know. <laughs> and um, you know, and it was not taking anything away from Michael Anthony because Michael's his style is still there, but especially on Van Halen Three, which came out in '98, uh, you know, Eddie was playing bass on that. Eddie played bass on Sammy's album "I Never Said Goodbye," the only solo album that Sammy did while in Van Halen '87. So, so you know, that multi-instrumental nature is, uh, yeah, yeah, is a thing. Uh, but now Pearl Jam, now they're they're excited for what they're doing now. But you said that uh, they're probably really excited because one of Eddie's favorite bands is actually going out on tour. Yeah, dude, one of Eddie's favorite bands is uh, Midnight Oil, and um, he's talked very highly about them. And uh, they have a song called Hercules that uh, Eddie raves about, and I believe Pearl Jam has played it in concert uh, a few times, mm. and they're in their. Uh, sojourn you know across the world and um pearl jam pearl jam um is touring uh the east coast in in the spring and uh they're, they're they haven't set dates yet for the fall but uh midnight oil coincidentally is doing the same Hi, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to know more about this show or your host, go to our website, DaveKinchin.com. And of course, always find us on social media on Twitter at DaveKinchinUSA and on Facebook. Just search Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin. And this Midnight Oil Tour, this is going to be extensive, right? It's it's The tour dates have not been announced yet. It's going to be huge, though. Their, their last tour was in... Uh, the last big tour like this was uh, 2017. Okay. Um, they didn't really play a whole lot of dates in the U.S. Uh, it was mostly Australia, Europe, places like that. This one is going to probably come back a couple times in the U.S. They played maybe 30 dates that tour. Uh, this tour is supposed to be a lot bigger. Um, I guess there's demand for some midnight oil. Yeah, man. That's but cool. But great band. Um, if you've never seen them, phenomenal live band. Um, I can't even, one of the best bands I've ever seen. Um, I'm not a, a huge fan of some of their later stuff, uh, mm -hmm. when they were trying to be like U2. I'm a huge fan of their earlier stuff where they were, um, this really quirky, um, spasmatic type band or whatever in the heck. I mean, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen him dance or, or little his, bit, his stage yeah. moves. I think I saw them on Saturday Night Live. But was it SNL? It was something. He's but, just yeah. a freak, and it's so um, the energy is contagious, and the guitar, the twin guitars are just blazing, really. Yeah. And um, they were doing everything from surf riffs to <laughs> uh, punk numbers, and and they have quite a diversity and and. And the way they things sound with their, their records, mm. they do everything from uh, new wave to um, folk to you name it. Okay, they're they're just kind of in a class by themselves when it comes to sound because they never ever make the same record twice mm. until the end when they started kind of doing the same same stuff. Yeah, and they're Canadian, right? If I remember. No, they're Australian. Australian. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah. Australian. So, um, like beds beds were burning was uh, a song that. He wrote about the the plight of the Aborigines and okay. how they were forcing them out of their mm. their habitat and and burning their lands and, and this that and the other and you know coincidentally the entire country was on fire. Well, yeah, for, you uh, listen to that now. The last oh, two months gosh, and, yeah. and uh, they just got the fires out um, yesterday, I believe. Yeah, 
insane. No, it's, it's, it is. It's incredible. To, I, I think to listen to that and uh, and and you know that album, and then fast forward to what's happening now or what was happening. The fire. I mean, it just you know it's amazing. Amazing how themes in music can kind of yeah re- not repeat themselves but be relevant again down the road. You know. Yep. Yeah. So they're. Uh, they're um, trying to avoid scalping and stuff, so they're gonna uh, do some fan pre-sales and regular pre-sales. Uh, say sign up to the Midnight Oil mailing list. Okay. Uh, HTTP colon backslash backslash bit dot ly backslash oils news uh, for the pre-sales and tickets uh, when they come 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 up for sale. So cool. Uh, might go have to go see them. Dude. Yeah, I've never seen them. I've. Uh... I've, I, I know a couple of songs. I don't know a lot of their music, but um, but I've definitely seen the video of, of the singer dancing around doing some very <laughs> different moves. And no, that that'll be a cool show to see. I mean, they're definitely legends, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be cool. Um, I, I my homework for you on them is uh, ten nine eight seven six five four three two one. There's an album. They put okay. And uh, eighty two or three. Um, Give that one a spin. Okay. And let me know what you think. I, I it's will. It's bizarre. I'll do it. Is but, it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was the album I got into him on. And <laughs> okay. It was like, uh, who's right? the strange dude? <laughs> you know, it was just a, they're, they're a very interesting person. I mm. mean, he's a very interesting guy and he ran for government down there. He ran, he oh, was, really? he was in okay. parliament. So, mm. uh, they're, to some degree of success and, you know, but, so they're torn, but uh, somebody else we love is not exactly Ozzy um, canceling the no more tours too uh, and actually due to uh, various illnesses I got a couple notes I pulled together here uh, from a story Um, the North American tour canceled uh, due to quote various health issues Ozzy is 71 years old um, and he had to cancel this uh, tour to get treatment in Europe. Uh, of course, he recently announced uh, that he has Parkinson's disease, a yeah. form of Parkinson's. Um, he had pneumonia before he had a battle with pneumonia, I want to say last year, and then had a really nasty fall that he suffered from. And, yeah, I remember you know, that. Yeah, and in his the interview he did recently with Good Morning America a few weeks back, he looked frail and, and his voice was different and Parkinson's can have an impact on the voice. So the question was, you know, could he even tour anyway? He right. has the heart to do this. Sharon said he wants to go out there. He wants to be with his people. You know, in fact, that's what Izzy said in the Good Morning America interview. Yeah. I want to be with my people. I think it was a direct quote there, if I remember correctly. But just, um, I mean, what do you think? Very sad. Yeah, I, Ozzy, uh, uh, I mean, didn't he have to have surgery from the fall? Didn't, didn't, I, I believe so. I'd have to double check it. Or, I think yeah. there was some, yeah, there Jeez. was a... Yeah, it's it's horrible. It, it, it um, he's had a really bad year, and yeah. uh, it, it's a shame because you know this kind of stuff. Um, you have a window of opportunity to do it, and then once that window closes, it's kind of hard to get back in the saddle. I'm hoping that he's not that person. That I I doubt that he is, but uh, it's not looking real good, folks. But yeah. they're they're issuing full refunds on tickets. I know that he uh, was going to play in uh, Hershey. With uh, I think Marilyn Manson. Okay. Um, that that show has been canceled as mm. uh, as of all the other on the tour, the American tour. Um, he released a statement. Uh, Rolling Stone picked it up, and he basically said, uh, "quote I'm so thankful that everyone has been patient because they've had a beep year." Um, unquote. 
and then unfortunately I won't be able to get to Switzerland for treatment until April and the treatment will take six to eight weeks. I don't want to start a tour and then cancel shows at the last minute as it's just not fair to the fans. I'd rather they get a refund now and when I do the North American tour down the road, everyone who bought a ticket for these shows will be the first ones in line to purchase tickets at that time, unquote. So it, it sounds like he's not giving up, yeah. which is great, but uh, it's a bummer because I, I have several friends that were really looking forward to this, this tour. Yeah. Um, I was kind of on the fence about it, but um, I'm not a big Marilyn Manson fan, but... Yeah, I'm not either, um, but to see Ozzy anytime is, is awesome. I've seen him twice solo, twice with Sabbath. And, um, you know, here's a guy, I read the comments on, I think it was Blabbermouth, I read the comments, the same version of that story, and the people, the fans were just like, Ozzy, you've given us enough, like you don't have anything to prove, which is all true. I mean, mm -hmm. it just shows you how much of, a, of a, a consummate performer he is and how much he loves to be with his people. He loves to be out there on stage. Sharon said he lives for this, right? I mean, yep. you know, and, and you have to think when you're fueled by that, right? I, I think Rudy well, said that on the I know show where you're too. going yeah. with this, yeah. Right? But yep. when you're fueled by that and, and you can't have that, what does that do to you? Well, I, the, yeah, Joe Paterno comes to mind, you know. Mm -hmm. um, there's somebody who his entire life was football Everyone was always like, Joe Pa, Joe Pa, when are you going to stop coaching? And, um, he was, was going to do it until he died. Mm -hmm. And um, then everything came down with the Sandusky case. And um, uh, he just withered away. And cancer yeah. crept in. And yeah, boom. Yeah, and it was quick. like, uh, and it was just like that. And it, it, unfortunately, with a lot of that kind of stuff, um, it, in a way, it may be physiological, I don't know, but when you stop doing what you love and, and you are just existing, I know it can really, really speed up more health problems yeah. and, and other issues. And I don't know, man. I, yeah. I, I'm really um, I'm hoping it gets well. Cause, I um, do too, yeah. I mean, modern medicine and, you know, the access to the best doctors, you know, access to the best medical you know wherever you can get it you know I, I just hope he can get that and you know yeah you know feel better and you know give us another round if if he wants to do that I mean he has nothing obviously nothing to prove of course but no because you know he loves it that much and we love him all the more for it I think for that reason you know and the most amazing thing Dave I mean when we saw Sabbath the last time I thought his voice was was actually better than the first time yeah uh, he was cracking and um, they, that was uh, a real treat. That was cool. You know. Yeah. Um, it was a good show. It was a really good show. I mean, Ozzy's drummer from his solo band, I think, played, and it was, it just added a different kick to it, you know? Yeah, and uh, if you went online and, and watched YouTube clips and stuff of that tour, uh, the end, um, and they, I think they released a video as well, I mean, you can really hear, um, it was no Van Halen mm -hmm. <laughs> Japan thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was, uh, <laughs> he was, he was there, and, uh, you know, he did changes and stuff like that, and he sounded fantastic. So. Yeah. There's all kinds of things you can do with mics and and sound equipment, but um, I sort of felt like the last tour <laughs> um, that I saw with my other buddy Dave, mm. um, I, f I sort of felt like maybe that one used more, and this one was a little bit more. Because I think he had talked about that kind of stuff, you know. He wanted it to be uh, Sabbath. Right. You know. Like no production 
right, you know, extras and right, yeah, like no backing. I mean, not that they would have used backing tracks, but just real straight rock and roll, right? Right. Yeah, which is refreshing because so many bands have so much production that goes into these shows, and it's it's you know backing tracks and backing guitar tracks. It's just everything, and yeah, you know, lip syncing. I mean. Um, the Kiss thing, I don't know if you heard about this. There's nah. uh, the, So Kiss added in, uh, I know a little bit of a, a departure here, but um, they added in Tears Are Falling, one of their 80s songs to their farewell or this End of oh, the Road cool. tour. And Paul, the, the vo there's been all these videos on YouTube of Paul lip syncing, or clearly you hear the lead vocal when he's nowhere near the mic. Well, he leans away and you can clearly see or hear oh, the yeah. lead vocal for Tears Are Falling. And it's like... You know what's going on? Like he's not Eric Singer, the drummer is helping him sing a little bit too, because Paul's had some major vocal issues in mm -hmm. the last few years. But it's just like you know, fans are saying, "Come on, you know." I, like I mean, wow, I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah. I mean, and, and there's these videos go around, and they don't seem to be bothered by it, but the videos seem to call this stuff out. And you know, you got everybody, you know, kind of being a super sleuth online <laughs> and pausing it, and you know, <laughs> zooming in a little yeah. bit more, you know. But but my point though is to say, you know, to get back to Ozzy, you know, and what he did with Sabbath the last time around, wanting to play, want, you know, not that they ever did those things, but wanting to make sure everything you got was live, which was incredible. Yeah. Tony dealing with uh, was a, a various yeah. form of blood cancer, right? Yep. Um, uh, yeah, blood cancer, and you know, Ozzy was I think going through some things then, but still, right. I mean, hey, you know. Anyone who gives us anything they can live, we love them all the more for it. Yeah, Not knocking kiss, but I'm just saying, you know. One thing we like to do on this show from time to time is open up that big mailbox because we want to hear from you. Shane, how can people reach you? The mailbox. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I'm on Twitter, folks. So if you have any questions for the show, uh, send them to me at, at McGackern, Shane, all one word, MC. E A C H E R N S H A N E. And I love to answer any questions you have for Diamond Dave and the show. And, you know, uh, mail keeps things interesting. So, yeah, you know it. Well, moving on to Vinyl Geddon Part 2, I guess you can call it. Now, we got yeah. a lot of uh, feedback online on Twitter about this whole thing uh, from our show talking about the big yeah. fire, the future of vinyl. But uh, you've been following this. You are the Vinyl Master. And uh, what can you tell us on this? Well, we had a lot of uh, really cool people on Twitter. I got a couple messages. A couple people uh, wrote on Twitter asking, you know, like telling us thanks for letting them know they didn't know. Um, absolutely, guys. I mean... Uh, when we find it out, we'll try to let you know as soon as we can. We can uh, inform you. And um, a really cool article came out um, in between the time that we taped and uh, and and today. Uh, it's from Discogs, a phenomenal site. If you're a record collector, the Vinyl Master praises you. Discogs, <laughs> Discogs.com. Um, and basically the article is uh, by a guy named Jeffrey Lee Puckett. Um, it's an editorial, of course, but he said, Why the fire at Apollo Masters plant doesn't mean Vinyl Geddon is upon us. And he basically goes through and, and says that um, because of um, the lacquers, uh, you know, Apollo is estimated to have produced 75% of the world's lacquers. Some said 80% with Japan's MDC providing the remainder of of, of lacquer etchings um, but he, he actually contacted some industry experts which we don't have access to and off the record they, they basically said that um, 
many titles slated for this release this year uh, would have already been mastered and made in the stampers. So Record Store Day 2020 is okay. Record Store Day uh, sent out a press release to independent retailers. I talked to two independent retailers that I know, and they both got it. And um, we can read that in, in a second as soon as I pull it up. But it basically said that um, Record Store Day 2020 releases are good. Okay. Now, I don't know if that means Record Store Day Black Friday or that just means Record Store Day in, in, um, yeah. in the spring here coming up. Yeah, like what would be that big day? Um, yeah, I don't know. But more importantly, the majority of vinyl that's pressed per year um, is pressed outside the U.S. And those plants already predominantly use MDC and DMM, which is direct metal mastering. Okay. And neither of those two forms of pressing require lacquers. Okay. So I didn't know that. Well, I didn't quite, know that okay. either. Yeah. Okay. So um, he goes on to basically explain that um, short term we'll, we'll definitely see some uh, business as usual, but if, if nobody picks up uh, Apollo's uh, lacquers production um, down the road, we might run into some some roadblocks but you know, that's why a gentleman now that i think about it a gentleman actually reacting to the last show mm -hmm. he was i think he's in london he said this is more of an issue on our side of the pond that's right. why because he's over there okay so that makes sense now so yeah. thank you person on twitter and in <laughs> jeffrey's article basically also said that uh, if the rest of the world was already pretty much using mdc lacquers and the majority of the global vinyl production resides outside of the u.s it seems possible that the sum total will be less of an event than we currently expect unquote so um, if nobody uh, picks up a lacquer production, then, then it says get worried. But, but for right now, um, it's going to be business as usual for a while. And hopefully uh, things will run smoothly and somebody will express an interest. Apollo probably will not continue to produce. Uh, they're probably just going to call it a day. Mm. Um, sad for them, yeah. Very sad for them. There's a lot of employees there, and uh, they've been doing it for a very, very long time. Um, they started in 1936. Wow. So oh my it's very, very sad. And, um, you know, that's the way it goes. But uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of a silver lining in the, in the, in the, in the dark cloud here. Um, and hopefully it goes that way. Because uh, DMM, a lot of people aren't fans of DMM, direct metal mm. mastering. Um, I know in the 80s when um, I worked at a store, uh, the DMM records were actually considered to be desirable by a lot of people because um, they just had a like a virgin vinyl kind of sound. They were mm. very crisp and clean. Uh, some people thought they were too harsh mm. uh, and weren't warm, warm enough. Um, but a lot of the newer recordings, so a lot of the digital recordings, from from groups that I remember, uh, Electra did a lot of DMM pressings. Electra Records. Um, okay. Well. I can't remember if Metallica exactly did, but I know like the Sugar Cubes and Screaming Blue Messiahs, and I'm I'm talking a lot of weird weird groups here, but um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head what what records came in. Shriek Back was another one, um, but they were all bands that that used the DMM process. Okay. And I didn't have any problem with it. I actually kind of tried to snap up a lot of them mm. because um they were very clean sounding and uh there's no hiss or any it was just like wow you know it's incredible yeah i i didn't and this is all like so much 
education for me too because I yeah. had no idea how much detail there was to this process, how many different approaches there were with direct metal, the lack of, you know, just, I, I never thought about it. I thought there was always one main kind of way that maybe evolved over the years, but right. there's several different ways, yeah. So, uh, they, there are several executives that this, this gentleman talked to um, presenting a, an alternative to what other places have been reporting. Um, and he talked to, you know, a Sony exec off the record as well. And he said there is not going to be a vinyl Geddon or a doomsday. Scenario. Okay. okay. So, um, you know, vinyl's gone through a lot, dude. And in the yeah, last 30 yeah. years, 40 years, um, it, it was pretty much, you know, the record companies try to kill it. Um, it comes back from practically the dead and, uh, you couldn't find a record, you know, anywhere right. I mean I remember there was a there was an era there where like a good 10 15 20 years where you, you could go to a somebody's garage sale and practically get them for next to nothing you know those days are over but um, that was enjoyable because I would just get them for the covers you right know? and now and, who knows what those are worth and, yeah. on there, you know? but it was like um, I was like wow it, you know it's gone through all that um, cassettes the same thing and here we are again you yeah. know you know you remember when you had your show with dan from repo yep um yep. cassettes are flying out the door you know yeah it's wild I mean, yeah <laughs> kids like cassettes and there's a lot of bands that um especially on a lot of those garage labels like the ty seagull and the ocs and stuff like that castle face and um some other labels that they'll do cassette-only releases, and uh, Burger Records is a good example. Um, and it's cool. It has the indie spirit, that garage spirit. That you know that again, it's something different. It's something for the fans. Um, and I, I, I like that kind of stuff. I don't. I don't care what uh, format things are on, as long as it's being put out. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not a fan of digital only. I'll tell you that. I yeah. think it's lame. Yeah, because you lose the heart and soul of what was built before that. I yeah. Think. yeah. I go on Bandcamp all the time, and there's bands that I'm like, what are you doing? You've been going seven years. You have this great stuff, you have really good music, and you're just putting it out digitally, and it's just boring to me. I mean, mm -hmm. there's no – not that I have to own it, but, again, there's just you, there's a connection loss. I mean, I just want the real thing. I, I, I like to – to experience the experience. I mean, yeah. what, what do you think? Yeah, no, same thing. I mean, for me, it was really, it was all about the CDs, and it wasn't just because I, I liked the sound, and I, I, I loved that just picking up a CD and opening it. Um, I would I'm a, I would sometimes try not to scratch the actual uh, packaging, you know, I mean, when I'm tearing the plastic off, but yeah. I, for me, it was about the book inside, too. You know, I wanted, wanted to see the artwork. I wanted to read the lyrics, and I wanted to see how the lyrics were laid out, you know? Sure. And some, I remember when I got Journey's Trial by Fire, you know, uh, in the late 90s, it was like, it was the way it, it wasn't so much a booklet, it, it, it unfolded like a map. Right. And it was really cool. The artwork was gorgeous. I mean, just yeah. one of the... It, my favorite, one of my favorite collections. You, know? you want so to submerge you want yourself. Experience in it. Yeah. exactly. You want the full experience. I, I'm with you. I agree with that. That'd be cool if uh, if any of you guys, you know, listen to this, could could uh, text us, shoot us a text on Twitter, or message us, let yeah. us know what you guys like. What what's your experience with uh, digital? What do you think about collecting uh, different formats? What's your format of choice? It's a good one. I'd love yeah. to hear from you on it. Just uh, give us something to talk about in the mailbox. Yeah. that's <laughs> there you go. Nice. Now, but um, 
<laughs> but overall, I, I just, uh, it, it, it would be really nice to uh, see them work the, the vinyl situation out and not a, and not have a vinyl Geddon. Yeah. And here's looking to have a really successful kick butt record store day. Um, like uh, the releases will probably be announced shortly. Yep. And um, that's always fun. I know there's a Bowie one that's uh, not with Record Store Day, but there's a really cool David Bowie release coming up. And um, we can talk about that in a yeah, few yeah. minutes. But, yeah. Um, okay. yeah, I mean, uh, any other thoughts on that, dude? No, man. I mean, that's. I, I think you covered it. I, I think, uh, you know... It's just uh, it's it's been a, it's an education for me when it comes to the vinyl thing, but I also I, I, I'm with you with the heart and soul of it, you know. And I'm gonna get you hooked, man. Yeah, you are. One way or the other. Are. Yeah. But uh, yeah, now you mentioned some of the vinyl, and uh, what do you got? Uh, yeah, we got uh, we got uh, we have a bunch of uh, more CDs. I'm the CD master again. That's why I meant uh, CDs. Sorry. Vinyls have been uh, elusive on the on the reissue front, um, but um, we were talking about this gentleman. Uh, Stephen Wilson, uh, last last show or a couple shows ago, uh, Stephen Wilson, who uh, works with Yes, King Crimson, on yep. um, getting their their titles remastered and 5.1, um, you know, surround and just amazing producer. He's also an amazing artist, and his band uh, Porcupine Tree uh, is going to release a uh, 5.1 uh, four disc set of uh, In Absentia, which. Mm. Uh, it's a killer album. Um, I was telling our buddy Eric Klein about them. Um, he's a big fan of Zappa and Yes and some other groups, and uh, he was uh, very excited. He's like, no, man, I've never heard of them. Please send me a link. Mm. So if I were to, I guess, send you a link, I would probably send you a link of this album. Okay. But it, it's com it comes with a whole bunch of um, uh, promo-only stuff that was released, a bunch of radio edits, and 70 minutes of demos recorded at his house. Um, this is one of their earlier albums, and, uh, you know, again, you know, this is the way they're going to do stuff for the fans, and you know, it's a 100-page deluxe hardback book, exclusive content, all kinds of uh, photography, um, info from the recording sessions and the tour, and there'll be some live tracks and some other stuff. Uh, all thrown in there so four discs um, and a hundred uh, 109 minute feature length documentary film on uh, chronicling uh, how they made the records okay it's pretty cool for That's porcupine cool. tree prog prog fans and fans of steven wilson and uh love to get that dude Oh, that on yeah, the that's, show. That's that would be cool because be cool, I mean, uh, it, contribution just though. just on the remastering and working with these bands uh, that are known some of are to be known to be extremely extremely picky mm. artists, and uh, he's the guy that's curating their their archives. That's, and that's wild. Yeah, it's really really cool that you know they're passing that baton to a, a much younger gentleman who um, is a wizard. You know. It's a great way to engage younger folks, too. You know, I think you, you, you've seen that dynamic with some... Uh, I, I'm thinking of uh, the producer, and this is a little different, but the producer who did Ozzy's record, latest yeah. record, you know, a younger guy, right? You know, I mean, it's you see cases like that where there's people trusting younger musicians to 
um, either produce or curate or be a part of that. And maybe it's because uh, in part these younger guys uh, remind the older musicians of uh, them when they were at that age and yep. had the curiosity and the passion for it. And plus, it, it, it's, it shows that rock is not dead and that there's, there's a younger generation that has life and love for this yeah. stuff, which I think is just tremendous. And it's, it's cool because, you know, they're not, they're not exploiting them. I mean, um, these younger people are fans of these groups, so it's a complete and total honor for them to be working on this stuff in the first place. Um, I would say that sometimes the, the band's sound gets lost in, in the direction that the newer person brings to them, but um, in Ozzy's case, it's, it's really cool that um, from what we talked about and what we've heard, he sounds reinvigorated. Yeah. And it sounds like it's going to be a really cool release. Um, and in this day and age, just to get a release from anything mainstream is that's good is, is I, in my opinion, been harder and harder to find. Yeah. You know, you have to really dig now. Yeah, you do, man. And it's it, 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 you have to have the time to do it. You know, you have to have, mm -hmm. right? The, that's a full time. It is. Yeah, it's, it really yeah. is. And, um... You gotta pay someone. Do just it, navigating through band camp alone is an experience. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and uh, touching back, you know, continuing with the releases, um, yep. this was uh, somebody we were trying to get on the show, but because uh, he, he was in Philly for an art art uh, art show. Yeah. And uh, we, we were unable to do it, regrettably, and um, he passed away, Rick Ocasek. Yeah, man. That was, we were so, oh, we were close to getting him. So close, but yeah. Uh, but he uh, is getting a really nice... Uh, treatment of his first solo record uh Beatitude um it came out in the in the early 80s I think it was 83 I can't remember the date off the top of my head uh, bad Shane bad but um <laughs> it uh, happens <laughs> there's a gentleman um his name is Rubellin that's his uh online moniker Rubellin R-U-B-E-L-L-A-N uh the British British guy but he he was he's worked on numerous uh remastering projects and re-release projects for a lot of obscure bands many of them alternative mm. uh he, he does a lot of stuff for devo um i'm a huge fan of devo oh yeah uh he recently worked up a partnership it seems it's from what i was reading uh, with universal and he's been putting out some really really cool stuff so if you're ever interested in rebellion remasters um he uh he's, he's working and he was working on, and he just released uh, Rick's first solo album. Um, and it, it comes with four bonus tracks. And from what I read on the reviews on a lot of the audiophile forums, that people are blown away by the job he did on it. They said it sounds miles above the, the original. That's amazing. Which was just a flat transfer, usually. Yeah. It's the first CD masters that come out. Mm. Um, but... Um, some of the tracks and he I remember he, this was released as a single uh, was something to grab for was the single that uh, that Rick chose to release but I kind of look at this as the Cars record I, really? this is really cool this was one album from his that I, I always just it sounds like a missing Cars record mm. somewhere in between uh, Jimmy Jimmy yeah Shake It Up and Heartbeat yeah. City and it's a really good record uh, Jimmy Jimmy Something to grab for, prove, I can't wait, connect it up to me, a quick one, out of control, take a walk, sneak attack, and time bomb. 
and then there's of course there's four remixes um, and extended remixes um, very cool I highly recommend um, I just purchased it I will let you know what yeah, I man. think uh, but uh, it just came out like within the last few weeks and, okay uh, really really recommend uh, if you're a cars fan yes um, this no, is, I love this is like early 80s cars record here for you folks. okay so yeah man so this because be we're not getting right, anymore so this would be something like right before heartbeat right I'd say between right? it's it fits in between kind of uh, shake it up shake and, it up yeah okay and Panorama and yeah yeah and uh, Heartbeat City. It's I always, like, I always it's forget like about a missing yeah. I always forget about Panorama. Oh, I love that. I, it's I you know shame on me because I. Well, I it's it's, yeah. it's not regarded as their best work, but I always really really enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, Shake It Up gets blasted a lot too, but I mean, come on, man. It's these are classic records. Um, Heartbeat City for me was uh, at the time. Uh, was an amazing record. Mm -hmm. I go to it probably less than any of their albums. Yeah. But um, that has more to do with Mutt Lang's production. Mm -hmm. And it sounds a bit dated to me. It but, does, yeah. Uh, yeah. But the song Heartbeat City is one of my favorite car songs. Yeah. I, absolutely. I get chills listening to that song. I don't know if you know which one I'm talking no, about. No, I do. I know that one. I like that one. Um, I like Magic, too. And it was a big single, and it's very popular. Great the song. vocals, to me, are just yeah. just the production. I think the remaster <laughs> of it, too, you know, yeah. is great. I mean, it's it's very Mutt Lang. It's very Def Leppard, you know, esque with, yeah. the, with the backgrounds. But I, 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 I really dig it. One, one quick note, too. Um, uh, there was a final Cars record later. Uh, oh, that's it, right. Yeah, 2000. Midnight to Midnight? Or, no, uh, wait, uh, move Like This. Move Like This. Move Like This from like 2010, 2011. It was all four guys. You know, Ben Orr, of course, passed away uh, in 2000. But they used uh, his bass, actually. One of his bass guitars, uh, one of the band members played it in tribute. Uh, really? To Ben, yeah. So it was. It's a good record. I mean, it really kind of, it takes you back more like, uh, it felt like Candio to me. Oh, kinda, wait. You know? I'm... <laughs> Uh, I'm drawing a blank. I, I'm thinking of the one they did door to door. Oh yeah, well, that was. <laughs> I totally drew a blank. Move, move, move yeah. like this is a phenomenal record. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I love that record. It's great. It's I, awesome. You just totally went over my I head. I think that I was the last one. Yeah. No, 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 no right. it was. I think yeah, it was. No, it was, um, it was like it about, rocks. Yeah, it was about ten years ago. It's, it's and they just they got because remember they did the new cars. They had a side project, right? right. Uh, Greg Hawks, right? The yep. keyboard player. They had a side project, and then somehow they just sort of said, you know, let's do one let's more cars record. record. Came together. I don't know if that was I'm supposed so glad to be. They did. Me too. Was it supposed to be a, a, a Rick Ocasek record at first? I would. I wouldn't be surprised. And then it, it just evolved into a full. But cars it sounds record, like yeah. a cars record. Oh, it's so. I, I mean, and, we, um, thank God we have that, man. I mean, yeah. that was yeah. That was a great return of form, and yeah. uh, I was just listening to that like a month ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's I'm, so I, good. I like, totally went because I, I. It's weird because uh, I, I just didn't connect the dots there. No, it's hey, it's all right. Space brain. There's <laughs> a lot of records out there, you know. But it was uh, that is. Um, that that one's actually hard, getting really hard to find. Yeah, uh, they they did the run, they did their private press of it or whatever, mm -hmm. and then and now it's out of print. And oh jeez. Good luck finding that on record yeah. on vinyl. That's it, not under uh, three figures. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. Um, that's one of those must own records. I think that was one of my favorite records of that year too. Yeah, yeah it was so good. Good call on that. I just yeah, no, I, totally I was just thinking about it. I'm like it and, door to door. I yeah. talk about door to door. <laughs> I don't like door to door. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Uh, what else you got? What else you got? Then, then when you said yeah. about Ben being 
deceased, and I was yeah. like, wait, Ben was still alive from door to door. Right, yeah, yeah, he was on, yeah, he was on. So I realized, the, hey, yeah, Dave's talking about the, Yeah. I'm trying to to improve my listening, Dave. Oh, geez, don't yeah. even, listen, <laughs> it, 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 it's, there's, that, that happens to me all the time, you know, yeah. it's like. It's been a long day at work, folks. Yeah. Yeah, for both of us. Yeah, it's, it's all good. I don't know. This is another uh, sort of oddball thing, but Frank Zappa, legend, yep. in so many different ways. Uh, guitar virtuoso, composer, you name it, he's done it uh, in more ways than one. Uh, Frank uh, is releasing an album that was released pr- previous to uh, this one, uh, but in 2011, uh, Carnegie Hall was a was a killer release that Frank put out. Uh, Frank's estate put out on his uh his label um it was you know sold very quickly and then went out of print a lot of people were still clamoring can you re-release it then they don't generally tend to do that um but it's getting a reissue and um it's going to be four discs this time so very cool um it's uh basically if you um if you're a fan of Frank Zappa and, and you like his live stuff and, and you just want to, I highly recommend this release. It's one of, uh, I think it's one of his best live records. Mm. And I'm really glad that they're putting it out again. So uh, you don't have to drop ridiculous amounts of money on it. Um, Which is always good, yeah. I think a lot of times that, that bands and artists uh, and their management see that stuff happening and they quickly try to resolve that situation. Yeah. You know, I know sometimes they can't, but um, very cool that uh, Carnegie Hall from Frank Zappa is getting another proper release. Yeah, that is good. So, that is cool. Okay. Frank getting it done, and uh, so are we, Dave. Yeah, that's what we do. You We're know. getting it done. <laughs> <laughs> We're it, plowing through. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, that's pretty much it for the, the, for the archive the releases, releases this week. Okay. Uh, we got some new stuff coming now. This was something that's been cooking for a while, and um, uh, I'm really excited about this. KK Downing uh, yes. announced this week. I was literally just texting with him. You know, he, we, we were gonna, we, we we were going to have him on the show, uh, do an interview this week, but he had to cancel because he's got some other things going on. Yeah. So we're going to reschedule that. Um, that's in the works. But he's his his new band, KK's Priest. Okay, this is. Wow. Uh, his group that really started after the jam he did um, a few months back uh, with, um, uh, it was for his first return to the stage after a yeah. long time. So he's got uh, Tim Ripper Owens in this, and he was doing this jam with him. Uh, and uh, David, uh, the bassist from Megadeth, they did a special thing, a special wow. show. But anyway, this band features uh, uh, Ripper Owens, who was in Judas Priest from right. 1996 to 2003. He's on Jugulator, uh, which I believe came out in 96, 97. <laughs> Very heavy record. Yeah. yeah. And then he's also on Demolition. Uh, and then you've got Les Binks, who was in the band playing uh, on Stained Class, uh, Unleashed in the East, the live album, too. So there's three ex-Priest guys here and there's two other so uh, wait, 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 he, wait a minute mm-hmm. he's got the original drummer he, well the, one of the not the one original of, but one of the early drummers, one of the early yeah. drummers. Wow. but the drummer yeah i mean the drummer who wrote the riff to uh, beyond the realms of death the guitar riff you know oh, you but 
but no, he's he's just iconic. I mean, you know, absolutely. So this is this is a really cool thing All that's right. happening. There's two other members of the band I'm not familiar with, um, but uh, in fact, you know, we were we were trying to get KK on the show. Uh, yes, yes, scheduling we were. issues, but I we had go it. Back, right, we did. But I want to go back to a quick soundbite where we talked to him after this jam that uh, inspired. Uh, the, the origins of this band now go back to this jam that he did and uh, with Ripper Owens listening to this. KK, thanks so much for talking with us again. Um, really excited for Mega Priest, as it's being called. <laughs> David Ellison, of course, of Megadeth, and Tim the Ripper Owens. It'll be great to see you with him and Les Binks as well. I mean, how are you feeling about all of this? Yeah, really good. Uh, really nice to play with... Uh... You know, um, those guys again, obviously good friends, you know, lots of treasured memories, you know, uh, of playing. And, and of course, very exciting to play with uh, Dave from Megadeth, you know. Um, um, uh, and so, yeah, really looking forward to it, really. Yeah, it's something that, uh, you know, we saw this, I think, in the press. We saw the billboard and you know, the graphic design with you and uh, the other guys on there. And we said, wow, this is really cool. Coming right off of Bloodstock, especially, you know, coming off of that. And then we get this news. Uh, it's just uh, really thrilling for the fans. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, with, uh, the Bloodstock thing was a really, really cool thing to do. And then I guess this all started because Dave... Uh, Dave Ellison, obviously, um, you know, very popular guy, you know, uh, um, mm -hmm. not just with the fans, but in the industry, uh, good guy. Um, Dave is uh, about to launch his second book, uh, More Life With Death, so <laughs> great titles, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> great titles, I must say. Um, and that's good. Oh, by the way, I'm glad to hear. I, I did hear that um, Dave Dave Mustaine was uh, is making some very good progress. So that's very good news for everyone. You know? Amen. So, yes. So that's good. Yeah. Um, but um, Dave's done this before, and uh, he comes over to Europe, and uh, and he he, he puts his, uh, his own band together, and they go around to you know book signing and doing things like that and so that's how all this started really Dave said you know do you fancy um, you know maybe uh, playing along with us I think that's how it all started anyway usually does a phone call or or a beer or something usually gets something going and uh, and I said sure yeah so Dave was coming over to play a show in London and I can't remember exactly how it happened but I suggested that because obviously I have a, a very good association with quite a large venue in Wolverhampton just outside of Birmingham in the Midlands and I said you know fancy maybe doing a show here and one thing led to another and Dave said oh yeah well uh, you know because obviously Dave's good friends with Ripper maybe Ripper will fly over and do some singing if we can play some priest songs you know because you know, I think it's fair to say it's the chosen few that can actually you know handle the priest stuff well you know agreed <laughs> um, i think so you know the chosen few um obviously there's a very very good uh, german vocalist ralph sheepers i mean a lot of people will know ralph he's very good he does quite a lot of stuff but um but obviously you know um people with a with a set of pipes like um those guys ripper and uh, obviously rob you know, they are few and far between, really, you know. Um, 
I don't want to miss some good guys out because there is there is some other great guys out there. Yeah. Um, but obviously that opportunity to have Ripper come over was great. And then, you know, well, shall we give Les a call? We know Les is still around. I've, I've hooked up with Les recently and, um, you know, um, so that's good. It gives us the opportunity to play some of those classics, you know, back into the 70s and obviously through the Ripper years, you know, and... Um, and so off, uh, and uh, and me fulfilling every fan's wishes really, because I, I go to the steel mill, you know, the venue. They say, okay, mm. when are you going to get on the stage and play for us?" You know, so um, this is an opportunity. It was really uh, he was so enthusiastic and fired up to do that that the bloodstock thing, and and um, it, you know the energy was there, and I'm sure that it probably lit a fire. In the, in the old belly and uh now he's back and yeah that's what uh, this is really cool i really really uh excited to hear what the what they have to put out yeah no i'm looking forward to it too it's uh you could you could tell he was just so jazzed you know talking yeah. about it and and i think he realized you know he put out a statement that says and i'm paraphrasing that you know with oh, there was overwhelming demand for him to yeah. come back and there was i mean there's people there there's facebook pages uh, actually sent him a link to a facebook or a instagram page uh, dedicated to kk downing and he, he thought it was really cool you know yeah. and um so there's people want to hear kk downing music they want to hear him shred and uh, the stuff he did late last year was awesome and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it yeah, and, and, and it's a new album it's a it's a All debut right. there, there's an album. i mean I, I buried the lead forgive me there's a new album they're working on it's they're finishing it up now uh they'll release that and they'll play classic priest and when you think about it kk was there for everything all the classic stuff les was there les binks was there for the 70s right. Uh, Ripper was there for the 90s and one thing I always thought you never you know Ripper's talked about he's been on Blabbermouth or in Blabbermouth articles talking about sure. um, articles that Blabbermouth picked up I should say from other sources saying you know people don't you can't find those records anymore you can't find Jugulator anymore you no, can't you can. find uh, and you can't yeah you can't find Demolition so it'll be great to hear some of those songs because you know Rob doesn't really do those songs and prob probably wouldn't you know right the other thing I'm thinking and, and I was saying I was wrestling with this the other day and I gotta be honest no disrespect to Priest but at this point you know, because Glenn with Parkinson's, he can't, he comes out sometimes to do a couple songs at the end. Um, you know, Living After Midnight, a couple others. I think they did You Don't Have to Be Old to Be Wise Once, you know, Breaking the Law, of course. But the other thing is, um, and the band tweeted out a picture of Richie, who replaced KK, Rob Halford, and Glenn right. Tipton in the studio doing something. The band has always said that Glenn is still in the band, that he can do limited he can play some things in the studio and in the studio you can slow things down and, and control the pacing right. but he just can't do the live stuff but when you're live and we all love Glenn we're thinking about right. him but when you're live um, you know you've, you now have two guitar players in that band it's a two guitar band that, that they created that sound and really pioneered it and those original guys are not there yeah. So in my opinion, it's kind of priest light. No disrespect to the band, I, I love them, but now you got two groups that are kind of going to be balanced because you got three ex priest guys in KK's group, mm -hmm. and then you got this band that's missing some people in Priest. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I'm not saying Priest is a, a tribute band, but it's it's light. You know what I mean? Right. And again, I say that without any disrespect. But no. I think it's a it's a unique dynamic, you know. It's not like it, 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 you're going to get a little more variety. I think. Yeah, I, I I can I can see where you're coming from with that, and I I um I'm just still trying to wrap my brain around you wrestling something, but 
No, I'm just. Oh, wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm uncoordinated. I'm not an athlete, folks. I would lose that wrestling match. But I, <laughs> I feel so blessed to have been able to see both of them the last yeah. time on the last tour and uh, that they were together. Yeah. That twin guitar. Like, what, what are they going to do? In this new version of Priest, is he just going to double up and do I, yeah. both leads? Or? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. I mean, certainly he's going to bring somebody else on, or I guess he has another guitar player who's going to probably play Glenn's parts. I'm guessing, probably right. you know, and, and KK will play his stuff. Will it be um, covers or it'll be or new material? Well, it's going to be new. There's a new album. There's there's one new album That's they're great. doing. Yeah, they're working on that now. So there's new music coming up, and they're going to do some classic. Uh, priest, you know, and I'm sure you're going to get a lot of the '70s stuff too, because um, I mean, Unleashed in the East was awesome. Okay, yeah. it had a great sound, I think, right? Yeah. And less, you know, there's he had some drumming that he was one of the better. You know, what John Hinch was in there. Yeah. Um, pretty much everybody before Dave Holland was kind of their permanent. He was more of a jazzy guy, I think. Dave's probably their most famous. Yeah, their most famous. But I think uh, I think Les really had a a, le a style that just was. Power, was he was just a uh, he was awesome. He was just a fast, powerful, precision-based drummer. I mean, you couldn't ask for more. In my those opinion. are my favorite records from them. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it doesn't sin after sin and stain. Yep, stained glass. Yeah, I, I, but I mean, um, it shall be. Uh, if they're go if they're doing this, it obviously means that they have they're hearing something there. Yeah, I mean, yep. I mean they they. Uh, they have management now and everything, so yep. this is this is going to be cool. Yeah, and I think that that's part of the, the sort of reworking, you know, his uh, how they kind of push this media thing out. And you know, we've we've loved to talk with him. I mean, we talked to him about the the all kinds of things. I mean, uh, gosh, I mean, big records. We talked to him about. Uh, I think we talked a little bit about Turbo. We talked about yeah. the the we talked about that trial, which was very interesting and difficult for them to go through in like 1990 or so. Um, we, you know, we talked to him about some of the stuff going on between him and the band. Yep. And, you know, I just I think it's great that he's going to be out there. And and you know, Richie Faulkner has said he he wants to hear from KK Downing. You know, he wants mm -hmm. uh, he gave some reaction talking about KK the, the last time he went out there. I think it was in November. Yeah. doing that show. And he said it was great. He said KK looked great up there, and and man, KK he was into it. He was digging <laughs> it, man. It was cool. It was so cool. It was, well, I'm, I'm excited. He's man. a friend of the show, and, yeah. and he's done so much for us. And and uh, oh my god, yeah. I, I mean, I I don't know what to say. I you got to talk to him, you know? It was yeah, great. We, yeah, we've we've interviewed him numerous times, and yeah. he's he, he's. Uh, He's got our support no matter yeah, what he does. Yeah. And can't wait to talk to him. Can't yeah, wait to we, talk we to him. We love KK. I mean, he's, he's just, I'm, I'm just excited. Like you said, friend of the show is a perfect way to say it. And we're just, we're so pumped. We're so pumped. So absolutely good stuff there. Um, so there, there's some uh, really cool news out there. It's been a crazy, crazy couple of days. And we just felt we had to come come talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's one more thing that I, I thought was interesting. Um, yeah, this is wild. Yeah, the Van Halen thing? Yeah. Uh, so Gary Sharon, you remember the Van Halen 3 record? I uh, do. 1998 came out. Um, they had that one song that was on the Lethal Weapon 4 soundtrack, Fire in the Hole. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't, I mean, it, it was, they called it, uh, so Gary Sharon talked to Eddie Trunk about this, okay? Yeah. In a recent interview, and he said that uh, there's unreleased material. That they actually had a record. Uh, or enough material for a record after Van Halen 3, but right. it, it got shelved. I mean, that lineup just kind of didn't really work. The sales for that record didn't really work. Now, Gary Sharon said in the past that was Eddie's coming out party. Eddie right. produced it, played more bass on that than maybe Michael Anthony. It was a very different record. Right. Um, 
had a totally different sound. But he says, Gary Sharon says that the unreleased stuff, and I have the quote here, the unreleased material is, quote, uh, uh, what, did he, what did he say here? Um, it's, well, he says it's more the style, uh, more in the strike zone of Van Halen, more in the strike zone. Nice. So. I don't know. Is it going to get a... That, that's the thing that's I'm wondering. Thing. I uh, I saw a transcript of the interview. I haven't listened yeah. to it yet. Uh, but I'm hoping that, some, you know, we know material exists. Getting it released. I mean, the Van Halen camp, everything is so sensitive. It's a tight-knit right. group there. Uh, who knows if they're going to release that. I think it'd be great to just put it out. Hey, we've got yeah. this. Put it out there and then see what the reaction is, you know. Yeah. But Eddie's going through the health issues now as well. The only thing Van Halen knows, David Lee Roth out there with Kiss. Right. Um, and, of course, people are concerned about Eddie's health since the diagnosis of throat cancer. And uh, Eddie Trunk asked him about, uh, asked uh, Gary Sharon about that. Gary said, I can't really say much. He, he said he's doing okay. Right. But he said it's a tight knit group and you're not going to get anything more out of me. And everyone's been like that. I mean, Steve Lukather was like that. You know, people who know the Eddie Van Halen, they're just keeping it really tight. They, they sure. It's a tight knit group. They don't say anything, you know. Uh, Eddie's wife's the PR person. She doesn't say much about it at all or anything. Uh, Alex doesn't talk at all to the press, you know. So, right. uh, which is their prerogative. Not knocking that at all, but um, always best wishes to them. But no, I I would love to hear that. I would really, because I always thought Sharon had a very edgy voice that um, he kind of could do. He both. does. He could do the Sammy stuff and he could do the Roth stuff in a way, you know. I'm I'm, you know. You know how I am about yes. Halen. So. The original. Oh, no, I'm with you. The original, I'm, yeah. I'm a little weird, yeah. um, obsessive about, you know, the first round of VH versus yeah. the last two versions. But um, I, I'm i always, again, I always think it's great when stuff gets released. Yeah. You know, I, I don't see Eddie doing that, but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, but it's it, a shame because, you know, it is. Um, if they released. Van Halen instrumentals of, you know, the, yeah. the second album with Sharon or whatever, <laughs> it, you know, with or without him, I would still be like, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, let me, I'll, I'll make it clear. I, I love Van Halen. Um, I'm less a fan of Van Hagger than I am of Van Halen. Right. It doesn't mean I don't like Van Hag Hagger. Um, I think uh, for Unlaw unlawful carnal knowledge is a phenomenal. Yes. Record. It's actually one of my favorite Van Halen albums, but I grew up with Diamond Dave VH1, and, yeah, and VH2, the boys, and yeah. um, there's it, it just a, for me, it will just never be Van Halen without yeah. the original four no, guys. I'm with you there, and I wish I lived, you know, I wish I was alive at the time when the original stuff came out, because those, those are like the first few Led Zeppelin records to me. I mean, yeah. you know, or those, they're just, it's everything. I mean, it's awesome, yeah. you know, uh, or it's just, it's, it's a, in its own level of the stratosphere. Right. I think. I agree with you. Yeah. So. So, yeah, man. But, uh, we love it. Yes, that's right. Something cryptic. What is that? Oh my gosh. It's, it's something, it, it's a Misfits show. Is what? that what we're looking at here? Are you serious? Y yeah, it's. It, we thought we saw the last one. I know. We thought we did, but at least in this country, but, but maybe. the crypt is open. Yeah, it, it's open. Yeah. So we just saw this on Doyle's the heck? Instagram page. We had to go through a cryptic door to get to it. 
Um, you know, they have computers inside, but everything else, it's, a, it's an old door, new technology inside the door. But anyway. Doyle, Wolfgang von Frankenstein. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So let's talk about this. It's, it's his domination, right? Yeah. It's a it, festival. It's, it's in Mexico. Um, Very cryptic. May 2nd. And uh, the headliner is the original Misfits, folks. Wow. So um, it's still going on. Uh, the boys are uh, enjoying each other's company, apparently. Yeah. And uh, I mean, this dude, this this is a wild, uh, wild bill. It's all it's kind of all over the place, but uh, just to show you how the Misfits fit into metal. Yeah. Um, it's going to be uh, the original Misfits with Glenn Danzig, Nightwish, Blue Oyster Cult, Testament, UFO. UFO, man. Holy <laughs> crap. I mean, that's awesome. It's, I mean, da, da, da. all right, well, you, you get it. Yeah, Clutch. Yeah. Um, a couple this here is, I can't how about, read. This is not rock bottom. How about that? <laughs> yeah, there's a couple uh, uh, Latino acts I cannot read because it's a, a real strange font. Yeah. Uh, I think it says Motionless White. I've never heard of them. Um and there's one I can't read at all. So when you do your band logo, uh, do do it so it's legible. Just, just a tip. <laughs> yep. But anyway, um, Agora, uh, Anvil. Remember Anvil? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Great documentary about Anvil. Uh, Finn Troll. Never heard of them. They must be uh, from another country. Flotsam and Jetsam. Gate Creeper. Knocked Loose. Lethal Creation. And uh, the Warning. And Uncured and a couple other bands, uh, Rivers of Nihil and The Anchor. Uh, wow. That's uh, this is That's a big be, festival. Yeah. Oh, man. May 2nd in Mexico. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, Doyle uh, just posted. He's fired up, and uh, he's ex he seems very excited, and I'm sure the rest of the band is, is as well. W we already did a show about this, but yeah. if you haven't seen The Misfits... Uh, I don't know if I'd recommend going to Mexico to see them, but yeah. uh, this is a good sign that they are still around, and it may bode well for a U.S. tour eventually. Because yeah. that was a great, it was an awesome, what, what it, a great show. Yeah, and it was a cryptic thing because you know, kind of like this, they just posted something. I mean, literally, the flyer was posted on on like utility poles and things yeah. like that, and. You know, some of these websites said, are they doing a show in Philly, you know? Um, plus, and this is a different story, there's there's a designer that created some very expensive clothing with the Misfits logo. Right. I just read about this, and the details, we'll put it up online uh, on the Facebook page, but there's like a $1,000 jacket or something with the Misfits logo wow. on it. I don't know if I'd pay that, <laughs> you know, but this is cool. This is cool stuff, man. I mean, the the, the these guys are still doing it, and uh, yeah. Yeah, they're... They're turning into like Led Zeppelin or Kiss at this point. With, yeah. With the merchandise. I, I mean, <laughs> right? It's brilliant. It is, uh, yeah. But um, yeah, it, it's one show in 2020 so far The Misfits, uh, the original guys. So um, yeah. if you're down there and you're a fan of this this show, um, you'll get your tickets. I don't know why it doesn't say when they're going on sale, but. Uh, There's a comment. There's a guy Dole, who. Yeah, Dole just <laughs> posted uh, one day ago, and a lot of the U.S. fans can't read. Uh, <laughs> Spanish. The guy said, I tried to buy tickets, but I can't read Spanish. <laughs> so, so uh, yep. But um, check it out. Yeah. Wow. All right. Good stuff. Yeah. A full show wrapped up, and what are you going to do after shit? Are you doing it now? You're, oh, you're at yeah. the arcade already? I'm already at the arcade, dude. <laughs> I got a Primo sub in my hand. <laughs> A little uh, thrashed chicken. It's like 1986 and, uh, now. <laughs> yeah. I'm just sitting here 
enjoying my chicken coquette. <laughs> Playing asteroids. Uh, there you go. Okay, there you go. Well, hey, while he's doing that, folks, uh, check us out. You, you heard the mailbox. You know where to find us. Uh, you can always go to our website, rockofnationswithdavekinchin.com. And, uh, yeah, check us out. We're all online, Facebook, Instagram, uh, everywhere. Folks, so have a good one. Contact we, us. Write us. Write us. Please. Do it. Absolutely. You know, give us a game that we should play or that Shane will play. You know, we want to hear from you. <laughs> All right. The mailbox is open. That's right, friends. Have a good one. That was just me. That's an effect, not the game. Okay. Now, for real, see ya. <laughs>